Shakespeare, best poet in Britain, and these are the plays what I have written. I've mainly tried to use this system in the order I wrote them down to list them, with rhymes to help you learn their monikers. One of the first was Titus Andronicus. That was full of wild and gory terrors. I nixed the comedy of errors from a Plautus play about mixed up twins. The audience likes it. So I begins a piece about lovers, double-crossed, pessimistically named, love's labours lost. <laughs> An historical chronicle next are picked the first, second and third parts of Henry VI. <laughs> I use all the wickedest tales I've heard to celebrate villainous Richard III. And then I have a hit with the taming of the shrew about men and women and all the nonsense that they do. Most people know the two gentlemen of Verona for Crab the dog and Launce his owner. My history of England rolls on and on with one of my least popular plays, King John, but I swiftly recovers with my biggest hit yet, the ever-loving Romeo and Juliet. While lovers and fairies form the magical theme of my favourite, A Midsummer Night's Dream. Most people know the two gentlemen of Verona for Crab, the dog, and Launce, his owner. Uh, and uh, um, my, my head's now uh, in a bit of a jumble, uh, and I'm feeling a little bit humble. Uh, uh, luckily, I've got the lines written down in my pocket. <laughs> Adrian, if you are up there and you don't like this action, uh, please do not mock it. Uh, a flashback tale, The Merry Wives of Windsor, brings good old Falstaff back again, sir. Then the uncomfortable merchant of Venice with Christian justice against Jewish menace. War makes it feel great to be alive is my main theme of Henry V. Comical sex war sets the groundlings buzzing. Beatrice and Benedict, much ado about nuzzing. <laughs> Each new play is staged. Wouldn't dare strike it after my hit comedy, As You Like It. And I makes another romantic kill with Twelfth Night or What You Will. And then I tackles that famous geezer, London's favourite Roman, Julius Caesar. And for good luck, I wears a magical amulet while composing my masterpiece, Hamulet. <laughs> True love will out. In a nutshell, that's your all's well that ends well. Most of my lovers have ended up blesseder than the ill-fated Croilus and Tressida. <laughs> There's ethical mayhem and illegal pleasure in the moral maze of a measure for measure. A human fiend, Iago, torments a fellow of simple nobility called Othello. But the greatest of my lines you'll hear in the heart-stopping tragedy of King Lear. While insane ambition and sudden death haunt the bleak Scotland of Macbeth. Honest Timon of Athens comes to the belief that every man is a born thief. Mad, passionate love, etc., is practised by Antony and Cleopatra. <laughs> the people are as two-faced as the god Janus, but they are denounced by Coriolanus. 
Less easy to understand than these is the rambling fairy tale of Pericles. And I had just been given a vat of good wine before sitting down to write Cymbeline. <laughs> True love may suffer, but will not fail, is the mixed message of a winter's tale. My last play of all cannot be called great, a mixed pageant, Henry VIII, but I'll finish by naming one of my best, the magical, lyrical, The Tempest. And if anyone asks who composed this ritual, it was done without shame by Adrian Mitchell, <laughs> who loves William Shakespeare, best poet in Britain, and these are the plays what he has written. Yeah.